Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Thanksgiving text is from the epistle reading from Philippians, the fourth chapter, where St. Paul writes, God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. This is our Thanksgiving Day text, dear friends. 19th century Englishman Mark Guy Pierce writes that he was walking along one winter night, hurrying toward home with his little daughter at his side. The night was cold, and it was crisp, the kind of night when the luminaries stand out just a bit in the night sky, a night when the night sky itself seems like velvet and you can see your your breath in the air. Well, as he and his daughter walked briskly along, his little girl said to him, Father, I'm going to count the stars. Very well, Pierce said, go ahead. And so by and by, says Pierce, I heard my daughter counting, 223, 224, 225, until she said, Oh dear, I had no idea they were so many. And reflecting on this, Pierce considers, he says, Ah, dear friends, I sometimes say in my soul, Now, Master, I'm going to count all thy blessings. I am like the little girl, he says. Soon my heart sighs. It sighs not with sorrow, but burdened with such goodness. And I say within myself, Oh, I had no idea that they were so many. Have we counted the stars lately? Well, tonight will be a good night to do just that. To pause for just a moment in this fast-paced and frenzied world of ours, to stop for just a moment and, and count those stars, if we can, those blessings that are there day in and day out, whether we notice them or not. And isn't that the truth? So often we don't notice the many blessings for which we have to give thanks Think of the many nights that Mark Guy Pierce and his little girl did walk underneath those stars and yet didn't notice them because of the evening cloud cover or perhaps because of that famous English fog that hung in the air or simply because their eyes were fixed on something here below. They didn't notice them. but They were there. Too many to count. They were there. Like Shirley Pierce and his little girl did at times, how often we walk about our lives under the blessings of God and, and those countless blessings in our lives, they go unconsidered. But they're there, aren't they? They go unconsidered at times because it's so easy to forget about them, God's many blessings, when they are as constant for us and as predictable for us as the stars in the sky. But constant though they may be, and predictable though they may be, surely we mustn't forget. Surely we mustn't forget. God would not have us forget. Remember how important remembering was to the psalmist, who said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not because forgetting leads us down that path on which it's not good to be. That path that ultimately leads to ingratitude. 
Maybe you noticed his statement today on the, toward the back of your service folder, but Martin Luther knew the perils of that particular path, and so he wrote this. He said, May God keep us from the terrible vice of ingratitude and the forgetfulness of all his blessings. Thanksgiving is largely an American tradition, but giving thanks, that's been the natural duty of every human creature since creation. Giving thanks to our Creator. And so, surely, as we say so often in our liturgy, it is truly good, right, and salutary, not just today, but at all times and in all places to give thanks. It's good. Remembering and giving thanks to our God, our provider, and forgetting not all his benefits. But what about, what about when it seems that his benefits have forgotten about us? What about when it appears that all the blessings don't address all of our needs? Perhaps this Thanksgiving Day we're thinking to ourselves, I'm certainly thankful for all those things that I've been given. But there are a few things I've not been given that surely I need. What about those things? You know well that holiday time heartburn is not always caused by too much turkey and stuffing. Sometimes it's from remembering our need, from the, the stomach churning anxiety, for instance, about how you're going to make ends meet this coming month with all the extra holiday expenses. Sometimes it's from the angst, not simply over how the big Thanksgiving meal is going to turn out, but, but the worry over how life's situation is going to turn out. Perhaps we're sitting down to this Thanksgiving meal wondering to ourselves, what's happened to our health recently? What's happened to our wealth? Sometimes it seems perhaps that his blessings have forgotten about us. Sometimes we doubt and we think for a moment that they have. But listen for a moment to poverty. Listen for a moment to frailty. Listen to St. Paul, who was no picture of wealth or health, but whose life between the beatings and the lashings and the shipwreck and the absence of possessions and the unknown outcome of each of those situations whose life was the quintessential picture of being forgotten by God's benefits. Listen to him, who wrote our epistle reading for the day, and remember what he said. He said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing, Paul? Be anxious for nothing? How can he say it? How can we say it? What about all my needs? What about their need to be met? Well, friends, if you want to know whether God's blessings and benefits have forgotten you, then remember our sermon text. What about all those needs? By the Holy Spirit, Paul writes, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. All your needs, God shall supply. 
Seems not so. Consider this then. That perhaps God has chosen to withhold from you for a time things that you consider essential in order to show you indeed how well he does provide for you. That's exactly what he did for his people of old of whom we heard in the Old Testament reading for the day. Recall how though their wilderness wandering wasn't always without difficulty. Recall how completely they were provided for. Remember, Moses tells them, lest they forget God's blessings and once again grumble in their ingratitude. Remember, he says, how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. He humbled you, causing you to hunger for a time and then feeding you with manna. Why? To teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And he said, your clothes didn't wear out, your feet didn't swell during these 40 years. Know then, Moses says, in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so your loving father, so the Lord God trains and disciplines you. When it seems that perhaps God's blessings have forgotten about us, it's then that we recall how completely, indeed, he's remembered us. Providing not only for us in body, but shaping to the souls of his children through humility, something we never would have wanted to obtain for ourselves. And that, indeed, is something for which to be grateful today, something for which to be thankful be assured, he's never going to leave us with less than we need. As we recall in our psalmody today, he counts the number of stars and calls them by their name. If he considers so carefully the stars above and knows them individually, how much more his own children here below. Consider the birds. That's what Christ would have us do. Consider the birds. Consider them, and they neither sow nor nor reap. They have no storehouse, nor barn, nor bank account, nor charge card. And yet, their Heavenly Father supplies for them each and every day. God supplies for them. Or consider the lilies of the field. They neither toil for their clothing, nor do they spin it themselves. And they have not the funds to go to Mervyn's at four in the morning. And yet think of them. Christ said, yet Solomon in all of his royal garb never, ever was arrayed like one of these. Of how much more value are you, sons and daughters of the Father? So Christ assures us, in life, don't spend your time always seeking after what you should eat or what you should drink. Nor, he says, have that anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things, they will be supplied to you. And so, consider God's people of old, and consider those birds and and the lilies. And today, consider our own lives. Our lives with more blessings in them than, than possibly we could count. And when we do consider it all, 
Aren't we left with none other confession than that of the psalmist who said so confidently, O Lord, thou openest thine hand, and thou dost satisfy the desires of every living thing. And no higher and richer need or desire has been satisfied than that which was satisfied, indeed was satisfied, when our Lord did open his hands on the cross and allow the nails to fix his hands of blessing to the beams that bore our sin. Of all the stars of blessing in the sky, there's one that outshines them all. And it's the sun, isn't it? There is no blessing that casts more brightly the rays of the Father's love than those beams of, of blessing radiating from the cross of His Son, Jesus Christ. It's the brightest star. It's the most needed star, too. For without the Son, His Son, all other stars of blessing would matter very little in this otherwise dark world of ours. God certainly has met all of our needs, hasn't he? Holy Scripture, I think, sums it up best. He who spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If you came to this Thanksgiving with any doubt, then leave today with every confidence. God will provide according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Lastly, consider this today. It's been said that thinking precedes thanking. Thinking precedes thanking. When we think on all the blessings that God has richly supplied, it would be impossible to count them. But it is only fitting that we thank him. And for them all, this Thanksgiving Day, we give God thanks. And perhaps the words of this poem are fitting to express our gratitude for the blessings, those easy and those not so easy, for which to give thanks. The poem goes like this. O thou whose bounty fills my cup with every blessing meet, I give thee thanks for every drop, the bitter and the sweet. I praise thee for the desert road and for the riverside, for all thy goodness hath bestowed and all thy grace denied. I thank thee for both smile and frown and for the gain and loss. I praise thee for the future crown and for the present cross. I thank thee for both wings of love which stirred my earthly nest and for the stormy clouds which drove me trembling to thy breast. I thank thee for the glad increase and for the waning joy and for this settled, this Christ-won peace which nothing can destroy. A happy and a blessed Thanksgiving Day to you all through him who shall supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. In his name, amen.